Hello, Internet. This is Ewan Spence and the SEN site calling. The paperwork for Eurovision 2024 has been filed. Let's find out what else is going on. Coming up, Monaco is out. North Macedonia is checking the wallet and Christian Bjorkman is in. You expected any less? <laughs> yes. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Welcome once more. ESC Insights News Podcast here. Myself, you and Spence, the team at ESCinsight.com, bringing you all the news that's been happening in the last, ooh, let's see, check the podcast schedule, two weeks in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest and Junior Eurovision. The latter is happening on the 26th of November down in Nice. The former two semi-finals on the 7th and 9th of May in Malmö and a grand final still in Malmö there on the 11th of May for our Eurovision Song Contest 2024. That's what we're all kind of leading up to. That's where everything is focused on. If you're focused on actually being in there in the Malmo Arena, then a couple of things to remember. As always, tickets are not on sale yet. When they are, follow the links through the official website and you won't get scammed. Uh, secondly, uh, look, if you buy your flights, book your hotels, you can do all that now, but May is still a long way away. So I would always recommend making sure that it's free cancellation or refundable as you go through. And finally, because of the way geography works, a lot of you will be staying in Copenhagen across the bridge in Denmark. And that's fine. And yes, the deadline for the paperwork to go in if you're a broadcaster looking to enter the Eurovision Song Contest, that deadline has passed. And as I've said many times here on the news pod, just because you submit the paperwork, you don't have to tell anybody else about it. So although we have a list of countries that have said they're entering, that might not be all of them. So we're just going to wait another couple of weeks and we will get the official deadline. One of the reasons for that is because now there's an entry list of participation fees that the broadcasters have to pay could be worked out. That can be communicated back and they have until around about mid-October or so to withdraw with no penalty that has to be paid. So there's still a, there's still a sort of one final go, no go to go through. There's a lot of goes in there, fair enough. Right, uh, North Macedonian broadcaster MRT. A lot of people spotted that MRT did have a line in their budget for Eurovision next year. But when you do the currency conversions, it's €25,000. So... That feels more like, let's just investigate, let's do a little bit of commissioning rather than enough money to do a full entry. So as I said, you know, we've got a go, no go coming up, so we shall just have to see at the moment. It's up in the air. Uh, but it is worth remembering that, that North Macedonia Broadcaster is going to be entering junior Eurovision, so we're still in the family and actively taking part in some of the EBU contests. Again, there's also questions on Romania's budget, so we're waiting to see what final decision is coming then from Broadcaster TVR. All of that will keep up to date over the next three or four weeks. That's going to be a little bit more in flux, but I think by the time we get to the end of October, we will have a locked down entry list, at least in terms of broadcasters. SVT, Swedish broadcaster, are putting all of this on and they've completed their core teams or big people at the top who oversee what is a pretty, pretty big event to put on with not a lot of time to do it in. Christopher Bjorkman has been named as the contest producer. It's a name that many of you will recognise. He's uh, been doing Melody Festival in various roles for 20 odd years. He was in the production teams for Eurovision when it was in Malmö in 2013 and in Stockholm in 2016 as well. And again, just somebody who's got a lot 
of historical and institutional knowledge about Eurovision, how it works, what does, what has been tried before, what hasn't been tried, all of that is in there. Per Blankens is going to be the TV producer. Not so much a name known in Eurovision circles, but works a lot with uh, Melody Festival and a number of international TV productions as well. And he's essentially a producer whose responsibility is to get the live shows out uh, on the semi-finals and finals. So right at the cliff face as well going on there uh, we also hear uh, that a certain lighting and rigging and techie person uh, who we all love is going to be uh, bringing it round as well so all we're hoping that you bring over from Salt Lake Barbecue from Austin, Texas for when we get to Sweden right okay budget numbers uh, have come through as well now these are just the budget numbers from the local council so Malma Council has allocated 2.5 million euros to do all the stuff that goes around the contest that compares to 2.3 million that Liverpool paid out for the contest just passed but you know when you do currency conversions and inflation interest rates let's just say they're about the same yep um stockholm stockholm council put in 10 million euros but only spent 5 million euros when they were hosting in 2016 so they put on a lot more so just gives an idea of the contrast but also note that this is only one part of the budget it's like a contribution from the local area but the broadcasters still have to put money in the ebu still has to put money in no doubt there will be sponsors and they will have to put some money in as well so that big headline number you always see about the song contest of x million this is how much it costs well that comes from very many budgetary pots we're just talking about the council one here uh, speaking of budgets, I did like this one. Uh, the German language broadcasters from Austria, Germany and Switzerland, so ORF, ADR and SRF respectively, they're working to quite closely together on TV projects throughout the year, not just Eurovision. But they're going to carry on making these joint programmes. They did a after-show party from Liverpool at the end of the contest. So they're looking to do more joint Eurovision programming going forward as well pulling resources making the most of their budgets you know big grand scheme uh, of things more partners more show more glitz more glam more everything uh, also in terms of budget and planning uh, monocle's tv monocle brand new station joint the ebu is not entering eurovision 2024 it has said as much it's also intimated that look they're brand new we know we're ebu members but we're probably not going to enter in 2025 as well but no doubt uh on the monday after eurovision so that's going to be monday may the 13th somebody is going to put a request into the press department going are you entering eurovision next year uh, and we will have our first story for eurovision 2025 Okay, a couple of bits and pieces from Junior Eurovision. The entry list, of course, is locked in at 16. Sandra Valero already selected for Spain, confirming that the song is going to be called Louvieux, and it's going to be released on October the 3rd. So in a week's time, you will to start building up your playlists and getting all the songs ready as well. Uh, we also have the song from Germany. Um, it was... Uh, selection but it was internal selection of the jury and a panel of the public and topping both the jury and the public for there is fia with without words or a word taking that song there from germany down to france <laughs> Right, a couple of bits of country news from the grown-ups now. Um, Albania, whose festival you can, yes, has been running for 
ever 60 plus years uh, and it's also the if you win you get to go to Eurovision and um, they have a closing date now on their submissions it's October the 10th we're waiting on broadcast dates but if you start to think mid to late December you're probably in about the right space um Keep your diaries open. We've got quite a few dates going through in this one. Um, Estonia, song submission deadline has been confirmed as being October the 23rd. Um, you can submit if you're not Estonian, but there are a couple of regulations in there, so keep an eye on them. Five songs are going to be chosen uh, to go direct to SDLL, the Estonian Grand Final. Uh, and then there's going to be another semi-final. It's going to be one semi-final this year, not two. Um budget again i suspect um 15 songs are going to be selected to go into that semi-final which is going to take place in tartu on january the 20th of those 15 five will go forward to the grand final joining the five who were chosen to go direct giving a 10 song grand final on the 17th of february in Tallinn. North from Estonia to Finland and broadcaster Wiley has advertised for dancers uh, who are hopefully going to be able <laughs> to be available between December and January for UMK there, Eurovision National Final. Uh, I presume this is going to be like for the house troupe of dancers, so there's a great big opening number and everybody just pitches in for that. Um, there's a note here that union rates are going to be paid for all work the unions and uh, if you can apply they're looking for versatile professional dancers with strong skills in stage choreography so you might have to help out with working out what to do with the routines uh spain carry on with the dates here uh we are going to be getting names of the 16 finalists for benedorm fest on november the 11th so it's about a month and a half away uh the first semi-final is going to take place on tuesday january the 30th we already knew that as with the second taking place on the thursday february the first and the grand final of Benidorm Fest on February the 3rd. One of the interesting things that has come out of a recent press conference is about the royalties and the rights. RTV, it sounds like there was a, a lot of pushback from the artist last year about how much rights RTV kept to the songs. So it's been clarified for what's happening this year. The winning song, the song that's going to go to Eurovision and is going to be played on RTV rather a lot, um, RTV is only going to hold on 50% of the rights to that song. It's going to relinquish the rights of all the other entries to Benidorm Fest, presumably the day after Benidorm Fest is done, so they can do what they wish with those. Certainly, it sounds like it's been listening to artist feedback, and that's come through there. So hopefully, big thumbs up from them. We'll find out who's so big with the thumbs up they've entered on, as I said there, November the 11th. Finally, uh, two notes from Sweden. Uh, number of submissions to Melody Festival in this year's went up 2,624 songs. Of those, 15 will be chosen for sure to go into the five heats. There's 30 songs chosen in total. The other 15 are selected by an SBT committee. Now, some of those could come out of that group. Some of those might be specially invited uh, by the broadcasters. Some of them might be suggested by the labels. And some of them might be, hey, there's somebody called Bjorn and Benny on the phone. They think they've got a song. They'd like Zara Larson to sing it. Can it go into me? I just made that up. Zara Larson is not working with Benny and Bjorn to do a song from Elfest. I mean, they might be. Who knows? <laughs> They're not. They, they really aren't. They really aren't. But the point here is anybody who's going to be trying to pitch a song in, We'll also be going through a submission process, but also speaking to SVT directly and also getting the record label to do that as well. And this is unusual. Melfest every year is this 50-50 split of through submissions and by invitation. So that is carrying on this year, but clearly more interest with the host country hosting <laughs> Melfest. So 
just like, oh, yeah, home salt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Secondly, have you still got your diaries open? <laughs> six rounds of Melfest, six dates coming up. Well, actually, I'll give you the first one, and it's every every Saturday after that. It all kicks off in Malma Arena in Malma. So nice little dry run, 3rd of February 2024. So if you wanted to go and see the Eurovision Arena with Swedish music production on it before you get to Eurovision, you can get tickets to go to this one. Otherwise, you've got the Scandinavian Gothenburg week after the 10th of February. Week after that, Zvacho and Vida Arena in the 17th. Stia Sports Arena in Eskilstuna on February the 24th. Up to Karlstad on the 2nd of March. And then down to Stockholm Friends Arena on the 9th of March. And that will probably be the last weekend of the national finals. And Sweden will pop up with probably the second or third last song uh, and uh, no doubt somebody's going to sneak in on Sunday and then an and internal selection announced on, what, Monday the 11th uh, as the deadline closes. Anyway, no word yet on tickets, by the way, um, although lots of people are going to be looking at those dates and just working out where they can go. Last year and the year before that, they've always been through Ticketmaster.se. Um, you can also get the official Melody Festival on the website, svt.se. Again, go through the official sites, follow those links for tickets. Keep yourself... Keep yourself official and getting the right stuff. Okay, what have we got around the Eurovision world to pick up on? Well, we've got some things on ESC Insights, so um, it's our podcast, so we might as well just do some plugs on them. First up, if you were listening to the podcast last week, you'll have heard the first episode of Eurovision Wars from Phil Dorry, an examination of conflict and geopolitics and the use of Eurovision in soft a soft power. All that is going to be discussed every fortnight there. Now, this is season one. Eurovision Wars has just started season two as well, so you can listen to it exclusively on Spotify but if you want to just go back listen to the older episodes or you don't want to use Spotify whatever reason we're bringing season one and then season two with you every two weeks uh, from now going forwards and it's a delight to welcome Phil into what apparently is now being called the EC Insight Extended Universe I'm not sure about this terminology but keep up to date with that one uh we also have published should have sent uh, at the start of this week on the website ourselves the team and some friends of the parish went what if you sent an artist to eurovision but instead of sending the song they actually sung there was something better in the back catalogue so the one i suggested of course was bonnie tyler uh <laughs> let's just take believe me out of there because it's the bad one on the judd version uh, and let's take the opening track from the album rocks and honey which was where Believe Me is from, and send This Is Gonna Hurt instead. So it's a little bit of an alternate universe, different look at the song contest, different ways that artists could have went with their song selection. That's back at the website, eacinsight.com. And we're not we're not that much removed from September the 1st, but we, Ben Robertson has talked about why the fact that it's a hard deadline and it's not really, it's it's just so porous. Uh, there's that there as an opinion. And why you should wait a little bit more to get excited. We reckon the end of October, looking at the stats, is when we start to get some action that could impact on like the top 10 by the time we get to May. So that's back at the website as well. Um, yeah, keep your diaries going. <laughs> Three more diary days. It's <laughs> very properly. Okay, first of all, end of October. October the 26th is uh, Liverpool Calling and the Results Are In. This is a presentation by Culture Liverpool on the impact of Eurovision from and on Liverpool. It's going to be the ACC Liverpool speakers and panels looking back at the impact. Tickets are available. CultureLiverpool.co.uk slash the symposium. We will put a link to that back on our website. 
Uh, details on Eurovision in concert, the long-running preview concert, largest one, um, and you're looking at getting at least 75% of the acts who would normally go to Eurovision um, attending Eurovision in concert as well. Saturday, April the 13th, and it's new home. That, I say it's new home. It's been running 20-odd years. So it's the one that's been there for the last five or six, which is AFAS Live. No details yet on tickets, but those will be coming soon enough. EurovisionInConcert.nl for the official website. And for those of you who are planning even further ahead than that, uh, we have news that there's going to be a Eurovision party in Copenhagen on Saturday, May the 4th. That's right. If you're close by in Sweden, you can nip over to Denmark for a little bit of a party. And I know a lot of people are planning to stay in Copenhagen as well. So you have an event there on Saturday, May the 4th, a week before the grand final. Uh, So if you are looking to be in the area for the entire week, getting in Saturday, Saturday night, We'll have more details, links to that back on our website as well. It's linktree slash Copenhagen Eurovision Party if you just want to go for the straight typing in. Right, well, there we go. That's it. That's your Eurovision news for the week and the week before that. Uh, we're going to stay in the fortnightly schedule for a little bit longer. There's, there's news, but we're not quite... Um, at the big massive pace uh, that we can get to later on in the year but we've got Eurovision Wars next week on the podcast we'll be back with insight after that we'll have articles to read about on the website social media stuff is all there as always like, like, love, share subscribe wherever you listen to us consumers watch us wherever all of that is always it's, we, we just love that you listen to us simple as that for now uh, we'll say goodbye to all our friends out there stay safe be kind. Ta-ra for now. Here guitars. Catch you soon. The ESC Insight News Podcast was hosted by Ewan Spence, written by Ewan Spence and the team at ESC Insight. Find out more at www.escinsight.com and support us. Patreon.com slash ESC Insight. <laughs>